we didn't play great. I don't want to take anything away from Georgia. They have a good team. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, but we also we didn't play great. We didn't we didn't deserve to be where we were in the game down the stretch. To be 100% honest with you, we gave 17 second chance points. <clears throat> we go 17 for 32 from the free throw line. Uh, we send them to the free throw line just as many or more times. Uh, a litany of just lack of discipline type plays just was there for us. And then you throw on top of that, we just didn't perform very well either. And so it just, we were, this would have been, I think the the heavens and earth and everything, the sky would have opened up if we would have somehow won this game because we just really didn't, we shouldn't have been in position to have a chance to win this game based on how we played. Um, for whatever reason, just we had a lot of guys that just didn't have it, didn't have it going. Um, and then, which happens from time to time, these are young guys, it's a long season, play a lot of games, uh, but it, it shouldn't affect some of the mental things, some of the, some of the rules that we violated defensively, as well as the fact that uh, we just didn't compete on the, on the defensive glass the way that we obviously have in the past. We play Mississippi State in here, who's, who's most people would say is one of the better rebounding teams in our league, and we do a good job with them. So um, I don't know what to attribute that to, but uh, anyway. I don't know if you've had a chance to check, but Miles Studi, he left. Do you have any update yeah, on him? Yeah, he's going to get an MRI on his shoulder tomorrow. Um, and uh, and so we'll we'll get some more information. So I, I don't know. I know he's in a lot of pain right now, but uh, uh, we'll we'll get more information tomorrow. And it seemed like during the game, you guys were really matching them physically in the pain, you know, getting inside and even you know, not having to, to rely on three pointers. Just where did that change, kind of in the second half? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I just I mean, we had some open looks. We're going to take them, uh, but you got to make them. Otherwise, we got to change our game plan. So that's as, about as simple as it gets. We got to change our game plan if we're going to continuously go six for 26 from three. I don't think we will. I haven't believed that from the time I got here with this group. Um, so it, if, you st if you start turning those down, you get tentative. They were switching a lot of stuff. I, I don't think we attacked the rim as aggressively as we could have. They were much more aggressive as rim attackers than we were. So I was a little disappointed in that. But we had some good looks. And again, we, we got to the free throw line with, by way of offensive rebounds, by way of some rim attacks. Um, and then we just didn't get paid at the free throw line. Coach, in your opening statement, you alluded to maybe not, uh, or I guess breaking some defensive rules that you guys have normally set. What were some of those things that you think you maybe broke down on defensively that made a difference tonight? Just discipline. Like, in a, in a scenario, if I'm supposed to chase over the top of a screen, then I need to chase over the top of the screen versus go under the screen. And, and you have a, there's always going to be a point where, let's say you, you pick up the screen late, you identify that the screen is coming late. At that point, you have a decision to make to go under or to go over. And under's risky, but it's easier. And so we went under, and then we paid the price because they would shoot it and make it. And that happened 
twice at least that I know of and just a multitude of some other things that just were uncharacteristic uh, and like how, why would we I don't have to tell you not to do that thing right there a couple of fouls you know uh, Zach runs through a screen and it's two free throws he did it two times right and it wasn't making an attempt to get around the screen I mean I'll look at it on film and see if that if, if it corroborates what I think but he ran right through the guy on the one in front of our bench and so it's two free points in a game like this how about the, having those two free points back so just double figures times that stuff like that happened it, double figures at least you know how important BJ is from an offensive standpoint, and he hasn't really been knocking down his, his three-pointers here lately. What have you seen out of him, and what have you, you sensed out of him from, from that standpoint? Um, you know, confident guys, it's easy. Everyone's going to go through a stretch where it seems like they shrunk the rim or they enlarged the basketball, or maybe both. Um, I mean, Clay Thompson, a couple years back, started the season. It was some crazy bad percentage number. And then he proceeded over the next how many ever games to right the ship in this, and water found its level with him. So <clears throat> confident shooters, that's how, that's how they do it. Uh, I'm I'm only me. I'm confident in my shot. And so guys, that's why I keep trying to encourage guys to get more time in the gym, not only so that they see it go in more, but they know the nuances, the small things that, okay, today my shot's a little flatter than normal. It's just the way it is. You talk about Tiger Woods said he won a major, a major one time and all he had was his was his knockdown shot the whole, nothing else he could hit he couldn't rely on it the knockdown shot was there that day and every single shot he shot was that and he went all the way to major i think you got to get in there and get familiar more familiar with it and then work it out yourself i can't yell a person into it i can't get them more shots and keep saying keep shooting it and guys got to guys got to get in the, in the gym more and just uh get their confidence up a little bit more see a couple of them go in and and then it can snowball after that. We haven't had a chance to talk about the decision to move Colin Murray Boyles into the starting lineup. I know that was something that you made the decision to do against Missouri on Saturday and then again tonight. I was just curious, what was this something that you had foreseen a while ago and because of his illness at the beginning of the season was delayed? Is this something we could see moving forward? And why particularly, why particularly Colin? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, when we when we when we went to the Bahamas in the summer, he was a part of the starting group. He had earned he had earned that spot, uh, and then he got mono right before the games started, and so that put him all the way back. Uh, uh, and Stephen did a great job for us, um, and then uh, so I, I just I thought the timing was good. I thought he was back healthy enough to try to, I think we're a little more explosive at the start of the game with him in there as a, as a more explosive athlete and stronger guy. Um, 
and so I, I thought it was good timing for it. Uh, you know, actually, honestly, Stephen Clark came to my office and mentioned it to me. I mean, I had been thinking about it also, but I'll tell you what kind of kid he is. Uh, I mean, that's a big time gesture. Um, so, so once that happened, certainly it was the right time to to make the change. It, Coach, that was the type of noise and energy you've been wanting in here in the CLA to support this team. Obviously not the result you wanted to give that crowd, but for a 9 p.m. game on a weekday, what did it mean to see that energy, especially from the college students? Yeah, it's great. Support? It's great. It's why I feel – it's why you get so charged up. Trust me, uh, I saw Rick Pitino say something about how he felt, felt about losing. Okay? He, he, he doesn't have a monopoly on those feelings. Uh, but – so you want to win for a, a host of reasons. But um, honestly, when you get the crowd in there like that, it's like, you gosh, you feel, you feel like you've got to make it happen that day. You want to make it happen for the crowd um, just, to, just to encourage them to come back again and even, and even louder. But it was a tremendous crowd, tremendous crowd. Um, they had an impact on – on the game and on the guys and helping them feel good about what they're doing. How you feel is a big part of it. Uh, but it was, it was, I thought the crowd was awesome. They, they made an impact. And so hopefully as we move forward, uh, we'll, get, we'll get the same people back here and even add some more. So it's a great atmosphere tonight. Coach, to bounce off the earlier question about Colin Murray Boyles being inserted into the starting lineup, where have you seen him grow the most from his first game back all the way up till now? I mean, well, just physically is the biggest thing. I think he's he was he was healthy enough when he came back. I mean, I don't even know how much he weighs. He probably weighs ten more pounds now than he did the first the first time he was cleared to play, which I think was a Clemson game, maybe or maybe the game before the Clemson game. But uh, I think. His physical strength um, and overall physical ability, I think it's closer to where he was when he, after the summer was over. I think that's the biggest improvement. But, um, you know, he's getting more comfortable with some concepts defensively. That, that's one of the biggest things is some of these things he just hasn't been in there to learn uh, and he's at practice every day. Well, he wasn't when he had mono, but once he was able to come back to practice, it still was a couple, two, three weeks before he was able to start practicing. But if you've been around this, being at practices, you're, you're there in, in uh, spirit and in body, but in mind, you're probably thinking about whatever else. You're not listening as intently to the things that we're teaching, and that's natural for any, any guy that's you know injured. So... Um, but yeah, just I think physically he's grown the most that way. But he's got a chance to be a really good player. Last question, Alan. Did you get an explanation from the officiating crew on why Michi's foul was upgraded to a flagrant there with about three minutes ago? Yes, I haven't seen it, so I'm interested to see it. But this was the explanation that I got: uh, was that the guy was in the air, he was defenseless, and. He was shoved in the back without, uh, with no play on the ball. Was what I was told. So it was upgraded, and you know, so I'll look at it, and hopefully that's what I see too. I'm I have an open mind to it, but you know, I asked him though. We got shoved in the back later. 
maybe there was maybe there was some level of defenselessness that we didn't present but I did watch the official go to the table and his sign to the table was a push right which again was not a play on the ball it was in the back and so maybe our guy was on the floor I you know I don't know but that's what they that's what the uh, uh, that's what the uh, explanation for that particular play was.